welcome to the Retro Blood. You are all my children now. You want to know what happens to an eyeball when it gets You got any idea how much blood jets out of a guy's neck? You've come back to us, Michael. She stop the rage. You see that? Welcome everybody to the Retro Blood as we end our month of demonic possession as we travel into a hotel with its own homemade gym and we are watching some locally broadcast network TV show that will now turn everybody into uh, green slime demons because yes we are entering this this apartment complex and we are we are entering Demons 2. J.A. Allison, James Klein, what's happening? What's happening, Allison? Oh, what's up, man? Um, I am so excited to talk about this movie. Um, I don't know that I'd seen this movie before, but I'm so excited. You, you, I mean, well, you know how much I love Demons and Demons 2 and Italian horror in general. So super excited. I'm sitting here with my Earl Grey tea. So with the honey in it, so my throat don't get dry out, and I'm excited to talk about metal and professional wrestling and demon movies with you. Yeah, Betty, I got a uh, strawberry blonde shiner beer, so I guess that counts as my tea for the evening. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm sure. like, I'm like our boy, uh, our boy Hank. You know what I mean? I'm trying to get my reps in. Instead of getting the gym reps in, I get the beer reps in, all right? It's the beer reps. It's like, get it, get it. Don't be, don't be pissing on me, brother. Don't do it. It's 20-ounce 20, it's 20 curls. Yes. Did you notice in this movie, though, we didn't have any eye action? Like, there was no poke in the eyeball. I know. Um, it, it was really strange. There was yeah. no, like, uh, there's no eyeball pokes in this, which is a common Italian trope of horror movies. I know. It's terrifying. This must be, like, the first. And I was also thinking, too... This movie actually had a couple first to me. Number one, I, first, because I didn't see any eye gal popping. But second, is this like <clears throat> the only movie that it's like a, a sequel to, it's like a double sequel? Because was the movie that they were watching supposed to be a sequel to the movie that they were watching in the first movie? I don't know. I was going to ask you that. So, because yeah. it looked like they were actually watching the first movie in this movie. Yeah, that's what I thought like too. The, <laughs> like the first movie is about people going to a theater and watching a movie. And then this movie, it looked like they were watching the movie that we watched last week in this movie. Yeah, because the movie that they were watching within this movie was supposed to be the town that got devastated in the first movie. Right, Exactly. Oh, I guess it's one of those paradigm shit going on right now. <laughs> it's kind of weird, yeah. Like they kind of acted like it was 
a news broadcast though, but they were clearly watching Demons One on the television. Yeah, it was really weird about that too. Like, it was like, uh, was it supposed to be like a made-for-TV movie? Was it supposed to be a documentary? Like, what what was this thing supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was kind of confused. They didn't explain that part, bro. I need to know. All right. Yeah. Well, they made this movie really quick. Like, it was out a, a less than a year later from the first movie in Italy, and yeah. they 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 went right into production on the second movie. So they probably didn't have a whole lot of time to come up with a story. Yeah. Well, we'll get into the breakdown of the the entire movie. Uh, definitely, there's a lot of thoughts happening with Demons 2, and we're going to talk a little history about the movie. Plus, we're going to get in a little bit into the um, the supposed third one as well, too, that got made. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that and then some of the production stuff. But just like we do on every Retro Blood episode, let's get into the history segment. What was happening when Demons 2 was released. Now, we actually have two release dates. Yes, as with most Italian movies, we have two release dates. Yes, we actually have a Italian release date, which happened in 1986. I believe yep. it was September 9th, 1986? 16th. 16th, 1986. Mm-hmm. And then in the U.S., we have February 13th, 1987. So, Allison did some research about of our 96th month, uh, year. I did the 97th. So let's start with yours, Allison. What do you have for us when this movie hit Italian theaters, brother? What, are we, what, what were we doing? What were we doing to get ourselves pumped up for Demons 2? Well, we were listening to a couple of things uh, in the Trans Am. Uh, on the day before this movie came out, on September the 15th, Queen released the single Who Wants to Live Forever from the Highlander soundtrack. Oh, there you go. Which... That's not the most pumped up thing, but it's still a good song. Yeah. Um, Iron Maiden was about to release Somewhere in Time, but they had just released Wasted Years as a single, so we might be listening to that on the radio and waiting on Somewhere in Time. Would we have a nice cassette? We would have a a cassette. We'd probably have a cassette of that that we taped off the radio, and we'd be playing it over and over again. Do you think we would have some JVC uh, boom boxes as well during this time? Well, we might have, but we're probably going to go Maxell all the way for our audio audio taping needs. Yeah, buddy. But the biggest thing, and I, I did not know this existed. I discovered this while I was doing research for this episode. So one thing about this, uh, this show that I love so much is it is entertaining as well as educational. We've always mentioned that. That's always been our mission. And I learned something new. I discovered on, on September 15th, this came out. So I discovered this band called fifth angel have you ever heard of fifth angel james fifth angel uh-uh fifth angel sounds like yeah. a wrestling that sounds like a wrestling finisher it did <laughs> it does sound like a wrestling finisher um he so hit this, him with uh, the fifth angel brother it's angel. over <laughs> it's over he's broken in half <laughs> but uh on september 15th this band called fifth angel from uh bellevue washington released their first album on shrapnel records and the reason i listened to it is because it came out in shrapnel so in the 80s, Shrapnel was this great, well, it was like a record label for almost like guitar virtuosos. It was bands that were almost too technical to get signed by other labels. Um, so Jim Varney um, ran this label called Shrapnel that signed a lot of those bands. Like he signed Racer X um, and um, uh, Cacophony, I think he signed as well. 
Uh, but anyway, it's this album called Fifth Angel. Uh, their album is also called Fifth Angel, self-titled. So it came out on September 15th, and it's just crazy, insane American power metal. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Um, you can't buy it anywhere. You can't stream it anywhere. Uh, you can listen to it on YouTube. That's the only way I was able to find it. Do they have um, any was, um, performances on YouTube, like live performances or music videos? Well, I'm sure they do. Um, I could probably find one. I, d- I didn't look. I didn't look for a music video, but That's I'm sure. The, I'm sure they probably do. So I never heard them, and I want to hear it. So I'm going to post it on the Facebook, so all of our lovely audience can see some Fifth Angel action. Yeah, I'll find us some Fifth Angel. It's uh, it's uh, it's. It, it does verge a little bit on on the hair side, of, like the glam metal side of power metal, but it's 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 definitely good power metal. Um, I, I really liked it a lot. Um, they were one of those bands that kind of got lost to time. Their guitar player quit, and then they they tried to release a second album, and then it just didn't do very well. And then they got dropped from their label, and then uh, in 1988, and then they didn't make another record until 2018. But they're on Nuclear Blast though now. Oh, nice. They're still popping today? They're still doing their thing? Well, they released an album in 2018. I don't know what they've done since then. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's good. We'll check them out. Fifth Angel, everybody. Check them out on the Retro Blood Facebook page, group page, where anybody can join to get all the extras on the show. What else do we got, Allison? What, what, what kind of uh, sports entertainment or, during this area, pro wrestling are we going to be seeing? <laughs> Oh, this is better than sports entertainment. This is uh, this is the height of 1980s re- wrestling right here. So tell me, James, how familiar are familiar are you with the gr- with the wrestling stable, the Machines? Ooh, the Machines. Mm-hmm. It's definitely before your time. Yes, I'm trying to think. Of my my mask brain that doesn't name doesn't sound familiar. Wait, do they have mask? They do. Don't look this up. Don't. No, cheat. no, no. Oh, okay, I'm not, I don't have any. You're, I cheat, swear. you're okay. cheating, aren't you? Hold on, you're hold on, cheating. hold on. I can, I can, okay, I have a wild guess of who the <laughs> is the machine like a tag team, right? Um. Well, there were a bunch of them, but they have been a tag team. Okay. So, I'm not exactly sure, but is one of the members Andre the Giant under a mask? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Boom. I didn't even look that shit up. I swear I didn't even look that up. But I was like, machines? Wait a minute. Wasn't Andre in a weird group before that he was like under a mask? <laughs> yes. So I don't remember so, who I don't remember who else was in the stable, but I know he was he was he was in a stable like that. So Andre being uh, so the machines basically the, uh, there was a character called I think it was called Giant Machine, maybe. Um or was Andre Giant Giant Machine? They all had a different name. Like there was Big Machine and Giant Machine, uh, amongst many other machines, um, which we'll talk about in a minute. But um, I, I, it was like one of those angles that they were running where Heenan was against uh, Andre, and this started in Japan, of course. Yep. Because this is such a typical Japanese wrestling storyline. Um, but they, um, uh, Heenan, it was like one of those kind of loser leaves town kind of situations where he'd ran off Andre the Giant and he couldn't uh, he couldn't uh, perform anymore. So he came back under a machine, uh, under a mask as uh, as I believe Giant Machine, um, who was a, supposedly a Japanese wrestler, but he was seven foot four <laughs> and he spoke with a French accent. Yes. Um, no, but this copied, is not even the best part. <laughs> I think they copied that angle later on when when Hogan did Mister America. It, similar, yeah. yeah. When Hogan was Mr. America, it's a similar angle because this this story goes on because on the uh, 
the night of that in question here, the night we would have that this movie came out in uh, in um, in uh, Italy, there was a WWF show in Baltimore, Maryland. It was a TV taping, so we can probably maybe see this on Peacock if we know what to look for. Um, so the uh, main event of that show was. Uh, actually, Andre was not on this show as Giant Machine, but the main event of the show was the Machines versus Bobby Heenan, King Kong Bundy, and Big John Stud. The the Machines that night consisted of Super Machine, Big Machine, and the best machine of all, Hulk Machine. Ooh, Hulk Machine. Hulk Machine, yeah. So this is supposed to be uh, so. So he was definitely deep in the skies at this point. So that you know nobody knew who he was. But I'll let you try and guess who was under the mask of Hulk Machine. I mean, was it our boy Hulk Hogan? It was. It was. I'm. I'm really glad you could see through this uh, <laughs> obfuscation that he gave you here. Yes. But I don't. Have you ever seen a um, uh, super? Um, excuse me. Big Machine was Blackjack Mulligan, and uh, Super Machine was Bill Eady. But have you ever seen a picture of of uh, Hulk Machine? Try to think. No, I don't think I have. Um, we have to post one on the Facebook because. It was he's it's Hulk Hogan, um, so, <laughs> allegedly, but he's wearing a mask, a silver mask, but he's wearing a Hulkamania T-shirt, oh, yeah. and he's wearing his Hulkamania headband over the top of his mask. Oh, okay, well, yeah, it's, what a disguise! It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so well, on this night, tricky. we would have seen uh, not Hulk Hogan, but Hulk Machine, uh, Blackjack Mulligan, not sorry, not Blackjack Mulligan, Big Machine. And uh, Super Machine, uh, not Bill Eady, defeat Bobby the Brain Heen and King Kong Buddy and Big John Studd in Baltimore, Maryland. That's where the Trans Am would have been. I could have, I could have got it behind the machine gimmick. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, like, it's yeah. pretty, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's crazy to think um, on some stuff like how, like wrestling is like different nowadays than it is like way back in the 80s because you know what back in the 80s you can do stuff like that like the machine gimmick and you just make fun mm -hmm. of it and everybody would be like oh it's fine nowadays people would be like why is this idiot wearing a mask we know who it is well yeah man that's yeah the joke. people would people would tear it <laughs> apart at this point yeah um at one point uh randy savage was in that was in the machines as, as a macho machine as well but not at this point we just got all the machines there don't we <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's like eight of them all together i think but there's a bunch of them Nice. But yeah, it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Pretty Man, amazing. We would have been storyline. Man, we would have been freaking rocking out to Fifth Angel. We've been fucking going to the Boston Gardens and we've been making our flight all the way to Italy. We've been busy <laughs> during this month. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Lots to do. Lots to do. So, so what happened on the American <clears throat> release date? Ooh, American release date. <clears throat> Hold on a second. <clears throat> the American release date. Of February 13th, 1987. We have a, a jam-packed um, release date for, for, for Demons 2 coming to the United States. Probably came in on VHS as well. So we would actually be across the pond here, Allison. Because when, when we're talking about music, we would see the final uh, tour date. For one, Metallica. Because they were on their Damaged Ooh. Ink tour. 
at this particular time Ooh. for Master of the Puppets. And they played their last right. show February 13th, 1987. And they played it in Gunthenburg, Sweden. So we had some mm. great songs off that album, or maybe well, off that tour. And I believe this is the tour. I couldn't see. So this tour was like a really long tour because it started basically in March 27th, 1986. And it ended February 13th, 1987. And how that happened is because they had like f- four different legs of the tour. So, yeah. So this tour. Okay. Never, mm-hmm. Okay. That, that's why I was confused. Yeah. Because, yeah, because the leg, when they were in, in Sweden the year before was when Cliff Burton was killed, right? Yes. Yeah. He was killed in, 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 in whatever, whenever they were in, in the wintertime when they were in Sweden before he was killed there. So they're back in Sweden again now a year later. Yeah, and then it's basically like the final part of that really like pretty much whole year long tour. You know, a lot of stuff happened. You know, they toured with Ozzy Osbourne during this. They yeah. were like support for him. And then they got support. They got support from Armored Saint. And they also had support yep. from Anthrax and Metal Church. So, I mean, any of these door, uh, tour dates would have been great, especially with those supporting bands. I mean, fuck. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. So it looks like. Um, the roadie John Marshall, who later played mm-hmm. guitar in Metal Church, he filled yeah. in for James Hetfield on rhythm guitar between July 27th and September 25th, following a mid-tour skateboarding accident resulting in a broken arm. Yes. Hetfield, Cliff Burton, and Kurt uh, Kurt had discussions firing Lars Lars Ultrix upon completion of the tour. So imagine them firing like Lars. <laughs> that would be crazy. Well, yeah, because with that, there's a lot of um, that's a, there's a lot of talk about that actually in Metallica, because you know everyone hates Lars Ulrich. So, like it's it's almost like a meme now. Yeah. I'm sure there are memes about it now. Like people, everyone hates Lars Ulrich, and um, he um, because there, because one of those memes now is that he was actually he had actually switched bunks with Cliff Burton mm. on the day that he died. So if they had stuck to the the signed bunks that they had, it would have been Lars that died and Cliff would have survived. Interesting. Um, but but yeah, they had considered. I'd heard, always heard that that they had considered firing him at the end of that tour, um, which probably would have made a lot of Metallica fans happy. But I mean, I don't have a problem with Lars. I think he's a good drummer. Now Lars, he's a better drummer than he gets credit for. Now the only thing I remember about Lars, you know, Metallica, he was the guy who hated like Napster, right? He hated like the fucking. When yeah. when music was going to basically, you can like download it through MP3. Like he was like one of like the main people who was like against that, right? And he's gone back to say that he regrets saying that because he wasn't educated about it and he didn't know he didn't know enough about it. Um, but yeah, that's what people remember him for forever. Is like this millionaire rock star going on TV telling him telling his fans that they're taking money out of his kids' mouths. Yeah. You know, he'll never, he'll never live that down. No. <laughs> yeah. Because that was his big thing because, you know, during that era where, where people were starting to, where we were getting into the era, was it around the, I can't remember, was it like 1999 or something like that? Around that particular time, there was like that yeah, platform where you can actually get music from the internet. And right. it was like, the, it was like a, regi- uh, you know, revolutionary thing where we didn't have to buy CDs anymore. We didn't have to buy like cassette tapes and stuff. We could just... 
get it on our MP3 player. Yes, that was revolutionary. Yes. It took forever to download anything, though. Yes, it took forever. And the problem was, he was complaining, was there was ways for people to basically rip off the music. Like somebody could buy a, one, they could buy the whole album off the line, but then they could share it with all their friends. Correct. So, little history there. But yeah, I mean, we talked about Metallica plenty of times here on the Retro Blood. We all know how great they are. It's just always cool to see like a tour, you know, especially at the very end of the tour, because you know, it had to be tired as fuck. You know, anytime a musician is, you know, doing their touring, just like wrestling, well, wrestling's a little different, I guess, but, you know, just like it went to the final show that you kind of just want to get that shit over with. So it doesn't mean it's going to be the best show. It doesn't mean it's going to be the worst show. It's going to be, depends how they're feeling. Yeah, I can tell you that no matter how much you like playing music, if you've been on tour for a year, you're fucking tired. Yeah. And you're ready to go home. That's for sure. Now, when it comes to pro wrestling on our release date of February 13th, 1987, me and the Allison will probably be at the good old cribs because we will be turning on. Um, we'll be watching Bobby the Brain Hidden and Gorilla Monsoon and some prime time wrestling. Mm. It aired. On the exact date that demons, so we would we would have like a double feature. We would not yeah. be we would go and seeing. You think demons two was released in theaters? Let me see. I don't think. I kind of doubt it, but maybe. Yeah. Let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out because I'm I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Uh, 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 we might have been watching on that VHS gimmick, brother. I like this. It says the film was released in the United States, you know, February thirteenth, nineteen seventy, and then the United Kingdom on September eighteenth. It was released in West Germany on July 9th, nineteen eighty seven. Has Dance of the Demons two, but it doesn't say if it was on theaters or VHS. I mean, you could probably go to one of them, you know. Grind, did they still have grindhouses in the eighties? I'm pretty sure they did. Some, oh, like, yeah. yeah, some grindhouse ones. You probably watch Demons too, but this one seems like a VHS thing. But we've been doing a double feature because we would also be watching some prime time wrestling, and this one is actually a pretty good show. I was actually watching this before we came on the air. So we have like the opening scene was great because you had Bobby the Brain Heenan and Gorilla. They're like kind of going back and forth. And, like, Gorilla had, like, a Hulk Hogan, like, toy in his hand. Um, and Bobby's like, what are you doing with that toy in your hand? You, you're, trying to, you're trying to caress Hulk Hogan? You're trying to, like, take care of him? You're trying to hug him and stuff? <laughs> it was getting on to him. And then they were talking about, because th- what just happened is we are on the road to WrestleMania three. And on the broadcast today, we will see the confrontation on the Piper's Pit of Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant happened on this episode of Primetime Wrestling. But check this match out. So how these Primetime Wrestling work is they would show clips for matches. So they would it, you would basically get like a full match, but they would break it down kind of kind of different than you would see on, you know, normal TV nowadays cuz and all of them were taped from like house shows. So in this particular episode, we were we are seeing matches from the Boston Garden, all right. And the first one of the first matches we see is the Hart Foundation versus 
Davy Boy Smith, and Billy Jack Haynes. All right. Wow. Okay. All so, right. All right. yes. Not, but, not bad. But there's a reason for all this happening. So, we have the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim the Animal. All right. And we have Davy Boy Smith, one half of the World Tag Team Champions. But, like my boy Gorilla said on this episode, one half of the World Tag Team Belts. Yes, he used the belts. Right. All right. Like they're supposed to be called. They're called belts, like brother. Like they're supposed to be called. They're belts, yes. All right. And, um, the, go ahead. I was gonna say, was he in the was he in the British Bulldogs or was he in the Hart Foundation? No, at no. Point? Oh, who British Bulldog? Yeah. No, no. British Bulldog so, was in, in the. It was in the Davy Boy Smith. Oh, no, no, wait, wait. Oh, hold. right. Weren't they called the British Bulldogs? Wasn't it? The yes, tag yes, team yes. Name? Yeah, yeah okay. they're called the British right, Bulldogs, right. and it was Davy Boy Smith, and it was Dynamite Kid. All right. Oh uh, yes, yes, right, correct. Yes. Okay. So this particular match is weird because we had just Davy Boy Smith, and then we had Billy Jack Haynes. All right, he was filling in for Davy Boy Smith because Davy Boy Smith, during this particular era, had that bad back injury, which basically took him out of the WWF. Well, and, the British Bulldog is Davy Boy Smith. No, I mean, talk, oh shit. I mean, this is when I'm we had. I'm confused. I am confused at this point. Okay, sorry. Let me start over again. <laughs> it's all my fucking Shiner beer. This is Davy Boy Smith and Billy Jack Haynes. The reason we had Billy Jack Haynes is because yes. the Dynamite Kid. Had that had the very bad back injury during this particular era. Oh, okay. So they're tagging together. Yes, they're tagging together. Okay, yes. I, I was under the impression that they were fighting each other. Okay, I got it. I got yes, it. Yes, it's right. the Hart Foundation versus Davy Boy Smith and his versus and Billy, Billy Jack, Jack Haynes. Haynes. Yes. All right. Very good. Very good. And the whole thing they were talking about was the crooked referee. All right, Danny Davis. Well, always, yeah. All right, so we go back and forth, and eventually, um. Billy Jack Haynes picks up the victory. Even though we had some clunkiness with Billy with Billy Jack Haynes. But we were told during one of the commercial breaks that we all know that the Hart Foundation have won the World Tag Team Champions. Chip. So, uh, this is when we get... And then, you know, after the... Uh, and they were talking a little bit about this rec- referee, Danny Davis, being a crooked referee. And this is when we get the big moment. We get... The Piper's Pit with Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, the big one. The one where uh, Bob, where Roddy Piper brings out Hulk Hogan and then Jesse Return brings out his man, Andre the Giant. And then when Andre the Giant walked, he walked out with Bobby Heenan. And it's crazy because we were just talking, you know, a couple months earlier where Andre the Giant was in a rival, you know, was in a, like a rival with Bobby the Brain Heenan because he's part of the machines. And then here he comes out just a couple months later with Bobby the Brain Heaton to challenge Hulk Hogan. So this is a big deal. Like this is this would be like um, one of your biggest heroes. It, it basically, uh, you know, I guess for some kids and stuff, this is like Roman Reigns showing up with Paul Heyman in a way. You know what I mean? Like, sure. yeah, what's going on over here? This guy was the biggest babyface. Now he's he's with the biggest heel manager. What's going on here? And Hulk Hogan played this great. I mean, he's like. What's going on, man? We were friends. You know, what's happening? Like, I'll be, what I'll do is maybe I'll play some audio here so you guys can hear sure. the, whole, the, whole, the whole thing. Because it, this is one of the best segments ever in the WWF where Hulk Hogan finds out that Andre the Giant is challenging him for the world title. And Hulk Hogan's like, well, you're my friend everything. Bobby Heen's like, you've been ducking this man. You've been ducking this man for 15 years. 
All right? And he's like, no, man, we had this great bond. Remember when I won the title? You put the champagne. You're like my brother. <laughs> and uh, freaking Andre the Giant's fucking sweating all over his T-shirt and shit. And <laughs> Hogan, Hogan touches his ass. And, uh, and Andre's like, don't touch my shoulders. I was like, oh, shit. He's like, I'm challenging you for WrestleMania for the title. And he fucking takes his shirt and rips that motherfucker. And then, and then Roddy Piper's like, you're bleeding. You're bleeding. So it's a great segment. I'll play it here for everybody. But it's, a, it's a great segment. I promised it to you this week. I ain't going to fool around. I promise. Hey, I got one thing to say, Piper. My man is here. The man who I promised is here. What about you? My man you're talking about? My man's here. My man's here. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome the heavyweight champion of the world, Hulk Hogan. My man is here. I'm impressed, and I don't impress easy. Now, for this discussion, may I present... 15 years undefeated, the eighth wonder of the world, seven foot four, 500 pounds, Andre, whoa, the giant. Wait, what's going on here? Hold on, man. What are you doing with him? You guys aren't together. Come on, man. Andre, what are you doing here with Heenan? What's going on? Andre, listen, man. You can't be here with him. Don't you know what Heenan's done to me? To these people out here since you've been gone? It can't be so. Andre, listen to me. Day one, man, when I set my eyes on you, brother, you're the reason I got in professional wrestling. You were like a god to me, a role model. You can't be here with him, man. You're the one that took me all the way from nothing to the world's title. Andre, you can't be with him, man. No, no, wait one minute. You're the one that taught me, man, about respect for the fans, about helping the kids. You're the one that taught me about good sportsmanship. You set the, the mold for me to follow, man. What are you doing here with him? I'll tell you what he's doing here with me. He's sick and tired of you and what you stand for. Let me tell you something, Hogan. You're the one that for three years as world champion used this man. You're also the vermin that made this man... I can't tell you what I think about. You used him, they gave him a trophy. But no, that wasn't good enough. It was a little more trophy than yours. But you had to walk out and steal that moment. You're so jealous of this man, you can't stand it. He... This is the man for 15 years that is undefeated. But did you ever once... No, man, you're wrong. You're wrong, you're wrong. When I won the world title, he poured champagne over my head. It was like a bond of friendship. You're wrong, Ian. Did you ever once, once in your life, offer him a championship match? You laughed behind his back. No, Andre, listen, it's not happening. Tell me it's not so, man. Even though you came out here with him, you don't have to leave with him. It's not happening. Thank you, Ansel, my shoulders. One more thing to say to you, Hogan. Look at me when I'm talking to you. I'm there for one reason. To challenge you for a world championship match in the WrestleMania. Andre, please, no, it's not happening. We're friends. We're friends, Andre, please. 
You can't believe it? Maybe you'll believe this, Hogan. What are you doing, man? You can't leave like this, man. What are you doing, Andre? You can't my cross the shirt. What's wrong with him, man? You can't leave like this. You're bleeding. It's not out. Andre, come back, man. You don't have to leave like this. What no, is he no, doing? Man. You're bleeding. Jesus. What's... Come, come. Come on. So there you go, everybody. There's that little, little promo. And then after this, we hear an interview from the Honky Tonk Man talking about Elvis. And then we have Honky Tonk Man versus Corporal Kirchner. And of course, Honky Tonk wins with the shake rattle. I, I should have won that. Yeah. Yes. Then we had Black Jack Mulligan versus Nikita Koloff. And this guy just beat his ass in like two minutes. He just gave him like a fucking flying. It looked like a flying, a flying Judas effect. Basically, what he gave him was like a flying elbow. And he just pinned his you ass. You mean um, Mulligan? Yeah, Jack Yeah, Jack Back Mulligan booked his ass in like two minutes. Wow. All he did was just do a flying elbow. It kind of looked like a flying wow. Judas effect. I didn't know Nikita was actually in WWF at any point, but that's sad that the Russian nightmare. Yeah, brother. With the, da- with the dangerous Russian sickle. Yeah. Was uh, reduced to getting, uh, getting, uh, getting beat up. No, this is N- Nikita Volkov. Oh, Nikita Volkov. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I thought you said Koloff. No, okay, no, no. that makes more sense. That makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. There's a different different Nikita, bro. It wasn't the Russian yeah. sickle. Uh-huh. So this is when we get another great interview with Jake the Snake Roberts. <clears throat> and we talked about him before on the show. You know, mm-hmm. so to me, Jake Roberts, like, he's probably like the best interview because he's real. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, you got like very flashy interviews like Hulk Hogan, Macho Man. You know, warrior. You know what I mean? Like honky tonk in a way. Uh, but Jake, Jake the Snake is a real. Like it's kind of like wrestling nowadays, where you have great promos. You know, like you know, even though he's annoying, Seth Rollins is a great promo. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Seth, you know, Punk and stuff. You know, but there's like there's certain Eddie wrestlers. Kingston. Yeah, well, Eddie Kingston is that one of those wrestlers like Jake the Snake Roberts, where he's real. Right. You know. Yeah. And this interview was great. He's basically talking about his finisher, the DDT. You know, basically saying, like, you know, once you're in that thing, you're going to be lights out. And just the way he says it, it's just very real. It kind of reminded me of a lot of, like, like Moxley's poems nowadays, where he just has that cadence to himself. So you could definitely tell that Mox, you know, took a lot of influence from Jake the Snake. Yeah. He's definitely one of the best of all time, Jake yes. was. I mean, because, I mean, like, when, I, when we, you know, when we say it was real, like, he sounded like... Like you could believe him. Like if he said that he was going to kill you, then you would believe that. I mean, it was it was it, it was not. It did not seem like a show at all. Like it was just it's it's one of the most real promos I've ever heard in wrestling. I believe. Yes. And then after this, we get some clips. This is when we see both Hart members, Bret Hart and Jim, the Hart Foundation. This is when we see them take the World Tag Team belts. From the British Bulldogs, Davy Boy Smith and Dynamite Kid. So this mm-hmm. clip basically just shows Dynamite Kid on the floor. And do you remember this story of why this this happened? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you. I'll no, tell everybody. I was barely watch, be able to watch WWF at this point. Well, I'll tell you. But basically, what happened was uh, a couple nights earlier, or a couple of days earlier, 
or maybe like a week early, something like that. David, um, Dynamite Kid really fucked up his back bad. And he could barely walk. He had to be on a wheelchair most of the time. But the thing was, they were the world tag team champions at this particular time. And then back in this era, you can't just like give up the belt sometimes, you know. And they had the big show going on in the garden and everything. And he, Davey, I mean, Dynamite was basically like, hey, I don't know if I can even like make it to the ring and stuff. I could barely even walk or stand up. And basically, I guess over time, he just agreed to come to the ring, get up, get knocked down, and that was it. And so basically, that's what happened. He got to the ring a little bit, basically by <laughs> pulling himself to get to the apron. He takes one little bump and just stays on the floor while Davey Boy Smith fights both Hart brothers, and, and well, Hart members. Mm-hmm. And then he eventually gets the heart attack, Davey Boy does, and he gets pinned one, two, three. And the way they covered this up, though, was really funny. It was like, yes, the heart just did a legal shot on Dynamite, and then they, then they double-teed him, and that crooked referee, Danny Davis, just countered the pinfall without doing any kind of disqualification. So this is like when we had the new tag team champions, the Hart Foundation was taken off, and this is when Davey Boy Smith was pretty much without a partner for, for a long time because of that bad, very bad back injury that the Dynamite kid suffered. Yes. So. Just a way to get the belts off, brother. Yep, as opposed to, uh, you know, how they would do it now. Yes. Well, nowadays, they fucking just strip them and fucking be like, oh, not, it never even happened. Yeah, like what they did with like the... NXT did. Yeah. With what? Nash Carter or whatever that guy's name is. When they fired him, they're just like, oh, that, that didn't happen. These guys were never champions. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so the next yeah. match we have is Leaping Lanny Pavo. Versus mm. the Red Demon. Allison, you have some great Red Demon stories. I knew you were going to ask me that. I, was, I don't even know who that is. It's a dude in a lucha mask. That's Cheetah. And his whole body is in a red, like, sweatsuit with the tights over. You know when they do, like, the red sweatsuit and then they put the tights over the sweatsuit? Yeah, yeah. He did that gimmick. And they had the knee pads nice, and stuff. nice. Is he actually a Mexican wrestler? Or fuck no? if I don't. I didn't even know who the fuck Red Demon was. <laughs> That's the first time I ever heard this guy. Did Lanny Poffo win? Yes. Now, Lanny oh, Poffo, this motherfucker looked like fucking uh, um, Rick James out there. Okay? He fucking, like, he was throwing Frisbees around. You, you never seen him. It, Leaping Lanny Poffo was his name. And he yes. was, like, throwing Frisbees in the audience. He was saying something. I couldn't even understand what he was saying. This guy just looked flamboyant as crazy. And he right. won. He won the match with guess what move of all moves. Guess what he won with? Um, the uh, small package. No. Oh. He won with a Jeff Hardy Swanton bomb off the top rope. Really? Yes. Wow. Hmm. I was like, and he did it great too. It was like pic- picture perfect. I was like, damn, okay. Yeah, I don't know a lot about Lanny Poffo's career. Um, other than he's Macho Man's brother, yeah, <laughs> you know, which is what everybody knows about him. But um, I just I don't know. I mean, you probably know this more than I do. But was was Lanny ever a really highly respected wrestler, or was he always kind of the? I don't know. This sounds like an asshole thing for me to say. And if Lanny hears this for, by chance, I I don't mean it the way it sounds. But was he always like the kind of jokey, humorous character that he is now, or the way you thought of now? Or was he like a, a, thought, a well-respected serious wrestler at one point? Um, I can't say without 
I can't say what he was doing before his WWF run, but in the WWF, he was, first of all, he was kind of like a bright young talent where he would do a lot of off-the-top rope maneuvers, hence the name Leaping Lanny Pavo. Um, and then he became the genius, so it became more yeah. of a gimmick. So I, I would say, I don't think he was like super technical wrestler, even though he was a good wrestler. I would say he, he was more of a gimmick wrestler than anything. Like he would have a bunch of like new characters all the time. Like here, here, here I am. Here I'm a flamboyant guy who throws frisbees. Oh, here mm. I am. And now I'm a genius. I could say all this genius stuff more than his wrestling. So he's like more like that kind of character. Yeah, I guess he just didn't really have the charisma that Randy had. No, no. Well, not a lot of people did. So. <laughs> well, true. That's that's true. So the next match we have is some clips from Rowdy Piper versus Adonis from Saturday Night's main event. And we don't even finish the match. We just show like some clips from it. So, <laughs> but the main event on primetime wrestling during this time was an awesome match. And check out this match too. This is crazy. For the Intercontinental Championship, we have Macho Man Randy Savage, the reigning Intercontinental Championship belt holder. Like my boy Gorilla said, mm-hmm. he said belt. Um, versus. The living legend, Bruno San Martino. In the Boston wow. Garden. Yes. And this crowd was going bananas. They were screaming, Bruno, 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 Bruno. They were just going crazy. And Bruno came out here and he whipped Macho Man's ass from pillar to post. This guy was whipping his ass. And... Basically, the finish was after like this long match of Bruno just whipping his ass the whole time. Macho Man hits him with a chair behind the referee's back, and then uh, Bruno gets counted out. But Bruno doesn't get all the way counted. He gets just counted out. Then he goes back in the ring and starts beating Macho Man again, and then puts him in the deadly bear hug. And he squeezed him so hard that a bunch of wrestlers had to get him off. And I was just thinking this. Okay, we're in 1987. Obviously, Bruno's prime was in the 70s, maybe early 80s. And Macho Man is now the new hot young star. Bro, if this happened today, they'd be like, they're burying Macho Man. This guy is not going to go anywhere. What what are they doing? They're they're burying the belt. They're burying him. Fucking Bruno, this old man just whooped on his ass. Why are they pushing Bruno? This guy, you know, it's just like, (laughs) it's crazy. When I was watching this whole thing, that's the only thing I could think of. Of wrestling fans nowadays have been like, fucking Macho's buried. He's done. The WWF yeah. is fucking with us. Bruno, this old guy, is trying to be the champion. What's going on here? Right? It's just, it's yeah. just, it's just weird how it's just different, you know. And especially, especially like indie wrestling fans or like AEW wrestling fans, of which I count myself as an AEW wrestling fan. But yeah, like they're just too, they're just too smart. They're smart marks, and they're just too smart for their own damn good. Because they're already talking about that this week with the uh, with the Hardys. Because they were on uh, Dark Elevation last week or whatever. Yeah. And now everybody's like, oh, they're burying the Hardys. They're burying the Hardys already. And I'm like, come on. The guys are just on the internet show one week. Maybe. I mean, it's possible they could just put them on the on the uh, internet show to get people like me to watch it. Because I'm not going to watch it any other way. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I get having big stars on, on like your internet show. I mean, you got why not? You got to get new viewers. You got to get like people yeah, to watch get people it. people so. reason to watch it. Yeah. Right? It can't be a developmental thing every single week. It can't be just jobbers every single week versus, you know, your mid-card talent. Exactly. So, but yeah, 
that's what we will be doing on the release date of February 13th, 1987 for Demons. We'll be probably listening to Metallica, and then we will be watching some primetime wrestling, brother. But let's get into some of this Demons talk. Mm, yeah. Demons 2. All right. It was directed by Bavia and um, Dario Argento. But, you know, during this time, like during this particular movie, so Dario Argento would help write some Demons 2, but he, he would mostly have Bavia, he would mostly have him just direct the whole thing his way. Like, um, during during this movie and then some of the other movies, Dario Jordan didn't really like you know put his two 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 cents in when it comes to the actual directing of the movie. So he would just come up, go over there, maybe give some hints and stuff, but he would uh, you know he wouldn't give like he wouldn't like take over a lot of like the filming, uh, the actual like direction of the movie. So yeah, yeah, because that's debated. Because a lot of people say Dario helped direct this and so and. But Bava says that he didn't. Bava yeah. says that he would he would go he would visit the set and give him ideas, but he didn't actually do any directing on his own uh, by himself. He didn't take over the movie. Yes. So you know they they filmed this one pretty quickly after the first one because the first one did have some success in the movie theaters. Yeah, it did really well actually. Yes, and then like this one was like loosely based on the first one, but you can you can connect them and then you can't connect them at the same time. Yeah, and it's it's a little confusing. Yes. It could be, you know, they could be living... Well, so it's really strange because it seems like they're in the same town. Like, the, they're still... They're in Hamburg or Berlin. Were they in Berlin? They were in Berlin in the first movie. I think this yeah, one's Berlin. in Hamburg. Yes. Yeah, so this one's in Hamburg. So this is, you know, a, a northern... I think Hamburg's in the north of Germany. I don't know. I'm sure somebody can tell us. But um, the... um. You know, so you could, I guess, assume that Berlin was taken over by these, you know, demons, and life in the rest of Germany went on like normal, I suppose, for a couple of years, or whatever this is supposed to be. But, uh, but yeah, it's kind of weird though, right? The way they the presented this to us. Yeah, and it was weird too because, like, we have a George in the first movie, and then we have a George in the second movie. But they're obviously different characters. Like, were they supposed to like marry each other? Was this supposed to be what George did when he moved on for the first movie? Like, why is there, there two? Well, there's George? also a, a Hannah character, but it's a different person. Yes. So it's like it's like we did a it's like we did a sequel, but it's not a it's like a remake sequel. Uh, it's like a movie within a movie sequel. Kind of. <laughs> so. And then we have Bobby Rhodes. Yes, where he played Hank. Compared to the pimp character he played, so maybe yeah, so maybe he, maybe this is like the alternate universe of Demons One. <laughs> maybe 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 it is because then we have a guy who's a different person but looks exactly the same as the as the other character from the other movie. So yeah, and it's really interesting too because after this movie got released and everything, they were already in talks of doing a Demons Three, which technically they did. Yes, where technically they did. And apparently, um, I think the first concept of this Demons 3 was supposed to involve, like, an airplane that made an emergency landing where it finds itself on an island with a volcano and some stranding passengers and stuff. It's supposed to be some sort of, like, weird hell. They wanted to make it a little bit more like like an alien somehow and and involve demons with it. 
Yeah, instead of having aliens, they would they would do demons replacing like the aliens on this. On I was going to ask yeah. why there's a volcano, but because he had yeah. me at first, I'm like, oh, they're on a plane, it's going to crash on an island, and there's a volcano. I'm like, why is there a vol- Why do we need a volcano in this story? Yeah, well, I guess what what it, what it would be is like half the movie would take place on the airplane, and then half the movie would take place when it crashes on that volcanic island. Okay, very good, fair enough. But they totally scrapped that and they went with the church gimmick. Which the movie is called The Church. Yeah. Which and it was directed by uh, Michael Suave, who played uh, the Phantom of the Opera character in the first movie. Oh, yeah. The good old Phantom guy. Yeah. He, yeah, he directed The Church. Yeah. Church is a really good movie as well. Oh, maybe one day we'll watch The Church and see how oh, it, we will. it fits out. We definitely will. So, so, yeah, we got some, you know, you know, some of my thoughts, you know, at first, you know, I don't think this movie is as good as the, the first one, but... Um, Mm, but we'll I can't see. decide. Yeah, we'll see. I can't decide. We'll see. But how about we get into it, everybody? How yeah, about we? What happened how it. about we check ourselves into our apartment after our good old workout, and let's get into demons too, brother.
All right, everybody. So at the beginning of this movie, we do get a like a like a like a small recap of the first movie. It was just some guy talking, saying like, you know, demons are here. They have landed now. We know the possibility of them being real. They took over a movie theater, and then man stopped them. And that's basically all we were getting. <laughs> At first, I was like, okay, is that all going to be tied into the first movie? But we had some other tie-ins. But, you know, other than that line of, like, the movie theater, then we saw a movie theater, and, well, kind of saw a movie theater in, in this one. There wasn't a whole, like, like, it wasn't, like, talking more about George's story, even though we had a George character on here. It was just, like, different George. So. Right. Yes. <laughs> it was a different George. Like, they couldn't even... So I'm wondering if that's, like, a translation thing like if they in the italian version they have italian names or maybe german names and they just gave them the they gave they they called him george for the american version and the people who did the translation didn't watch the first movie because it would just be really strange right for them for them to write this movie yeah and give the characters the same names i just think that's strange and confusing yeah, because I mean, the only the only reason I could see there not being a correlation between both Georges is because this George, when he saw the demons, he didn't he he, he freaked out for the first time. You know, if he oh, was yeah. like George for the first movie, who's basically like Ash, he wouldn't have freaked out. He would know what to do. Right. I mean, he's definitely a different person, but it, it's it, yeah, it's just it's just strange and, and confusing that they would do it. Yeah. This way, I guess. But we see some birthday cakes. One of them says, Happy Birthday, Sally. So you know something's going to be happening with this Sally character. We see some city shots. And then we get a cop being like, Yes, thank you, sir. And he's like, she, He goes up to his lady and says, All right, the room's on 206 on the right. And the girl's like, I know my way. I know my way. I was like, Okay, I bet you do. All right. Do you, for, for a second there, do you think it's strange? It's, it's, uh, it's a little bit strange that the um, birthday cake is written in English. I mean, I guess. I mean, it takes place in Germany, and it's an Italian movie. Well, you got to add a couple English elements to it. Maybe, maybe this, maybe writing in that language is too hard on a birthday cake. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's too hard to write in German. So maybe the internet, like the international lang- language of science, is English. Maybe the international language of birthday cakes is English as well. Yes, I don't know. Um, I'm wondering if they reshot that for the American release. Oh, that's possible. But it would be yeah. weird because the version that I saw, did you watch it on that streaming service or did you watch another version? I watched it on YouTube of all things. Oh, well, I forgot to log so, into that thing. Uh, yeah, because I mean, so the the that streaming service that I used it, what that I watched it on, had an, a completely Italian print. I mean, even the the credits were in Italian. It had the Italian name. It said, you know, Demoni 2 and, and, and Cubo Ritorno, The Nightmare Returns or whatever. Uh, I don't speak Italian, obviously. But um, but it's really weird that they, if, if that's the case, it would be really weird that they used a print that had one, you know, one shot for England or for, for America section. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyway, I just thought that was weird that the birthday cake was in English. Yeah. I don't know, maybe because because uh, when we see uh, George over here walking, he's actually walking with some books, and they were clearly like in Germany, yeah, or German language. Uh, Correct. And I didn't know this was George, so at first I was like, "This motherfucker looks like Clark Kent." So that's why I, that's why I was calling him in my notes for a while. I was just calling him Clark because we didn't have his name yet. <laughs> <laughs> so he, so this is Brenchy when George he meets the lady who's going to room two or six. 
And I love, so we never got her name. So I just called her the Lady of the Night. But when I mm. looked on the page, her par- her name is apparently Mary. And I like it. It's Mary the Prostitute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. And they're both looking at the elevator weird because the elevator keeps like going up and down, up and down. And we basically got a bunch of kids messing with the fucking elevator. Yep. It's goddamn kids. And then like this fucking cop from earlier, the, the cop from earlier comes in and is like, this is a respectable building. <laughs> Get out of here, you kids. So this is when we see some pregnant girl, which we find out is named Hannah. She mm-hmm. is doing pregnant girl exercising. Yeah. All right. Yes, she is. This is when we have George. He's back, and they're talking about um, stuff that happened today. And they're also like, oh, it's probably going to be a little loud tonight because Sally is having a party. Then then we have a bunch of dudes working out at the gym, pumping that iron. This is is the part where you can tell that it was filmed in the 80s. Yes. We have Hank over here screaming at everybody, (laughs) keep pumping, keep pumping, brother, keep pumping. Yeah, get that darbell, brother. Get pumping. All right. Now we're at Sally's party. All right. This dude, I guess, already drank the punch already, and he wants more drink, and he's trying to find Sally. And Sally is over here complaining, my hair sucks, my dress sucks, my nails suck, everything sucks. So she's like one of them complainer girls. So she's just complaining about everything. And she doesn't like anything. She tries on dresses and all stuff, doesn't like anything. And then randomly, we get a news. <laughs> we get, like the TVs are on saying, <laughs> it's just fucking demon news. Like, it's like, it, 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 <laughs> it's fucking. I can't get over this. The guy was all like, yes, um, yes, we know demons have come by before. What, what were they? Why did this happen? What is going on with this? Like, I was like, what kind of movie is this? Is this like a fucking documentary or what, what are it's we watching like, here? It's okay. like random. It's like random demon. But it's weird because it, it's the guy sound like he was on a newscast, but then we just see a bunch of kids like walking around in the forest. And I was like, what is going on here? It's like, you know, what were they? Uh, oh, 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 this is my favorite line too. All right. So why some of this is going on in the background, we have Mary, the prostitute talking to her man. And the guy's right. like, the guy's like, Hey, do you mind if we do it with the TV on? <laughs> I don't want to miss the demon news. I don't want to miss the demon. Uh, yeah. I, I, I fucking, <laughs> listen, my tape recorder went out and I really want to see this show. So can we just like do two at once? All right. This fucking, this fucking uh, documentary news show, what a TV, made for TV special. I had to see it. Okay. And then she's all like, what it, what it, and she's like, <laughs> she's like, whatever, whatever, you know, whatever you like. It don't matter. Um, then we have like a, another couple, just like some random um, family eating, and this is when we get the tagline. You know, you know they say um, the 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 demons taglines is um, they will make uh, cemeteries their cathedrals, and they will make uh, your cities your tombs. Exactly like from the first movie. Yes. So we have that in the, in the broadcast. And then it says, like, you know, demon, demons ran through the city. And they they turned everybody to demons. But then um, mankind fought back. And then over time, we just forgot about this nightmare. Right. So how long has it been? We didn't how take. Long, I, it, it, but it's implied that it's been a long time, right? Yes. 
So even though this movie takes place a year later. So what I'm thinking well, is, well, it's filmed a year later. So you know what this reminds me of? This is going to be a little side story that doesn't relate to this movie at all. But I just thought about this. <laughs> so a long time ago, when I was a kid, I don't even remember this year. This is it had to be somewhere in the 90s and stuff. But I actually lived in Miami at this time, and I went through that hurricane, Hurricane Andrew, that big one that hit Miami. And like devastated a lot of the towns, even devastated the house that I was in. I think it was around ninety something, and you know it was a really bad you know storm and this very famous hurricane that happened in Florida. You know even still right. to this day. And I remember a couple years after that, that hurricane happened, they made a TV special about Hurricane Andrew, mm-hmm. and. That that's what kind of got me thinking about this movie because I think I think what they were trying to imply in this movie was this event happened and it happened such a long time ago that we made a movie about it in a way like you know what I mean like it's kind of like a, this is movie this TV special or whatever is supposed to be like a a movie based on true events that happened like a, like ten years ago or something so that's the only thing I could think of. Where like we have a we have a, a traumatic event and then directors made a film about it to show maybe younger audience like hey this happened before in our history, so right. Anyway, so they're all watching the TV. All right, this is when we see the kid watching the TV too. Yeah. So the, so the, the and then during this you can see a bunch of kids. So it's kind of like this. It's kind of doing like what it did in the first movie. We have people watching the show, and then we have the movie going on. And the movie's going on just a, basically a four kids. It's like two guys and two girls. And they are basically trying to break into a city that was overrun, overrun by the demons before. Yeah, that's what's on the show, right? Yes, yeah, so that's what's on yes, the, on the right. TV movie that they're watching. Correct, yes. Okay. So during this stuff, I, I this, this, is, this is a weird scene, too, that didn't go anywhere. Like, the phone rings, okay? And the kid picks up the phone, and he's all like, and apparently, you know who this kid was? Uh, the kid is uh, Asia Argento. Yes. I was like, oh, okay, that's random. That's awesome. Yeah, Dario Argento's daughter. Yes. Even though it was supposed to be a boy in the film. Really? Yeah. Cause I, Are you sure? I think so. Let me look this up. In my cast list, I has Asia Argento playing Ingrid Holler. Unless we're talking about a different kid. I think that that's the kid. That he, now, the kid was the one with the demon coming out of his back, right? Like, was there more than one kid in this um, movie? Uh, yeah, it says, young boy left alone by his parents. Hmm, that's interesting. Because I didn't notice that. I didn't think, even think about that. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. Wow. This I mean, we're debate. like stumped live, live on the show. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, because you're right. There seemed like there was one kid. It, I mean, maybe Ingrid is a, is a German boy's name. Uh huh. Yeah. And he played Ingrid. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, I'm, so this, anyway. It, so this is weird though because he picks up the phone. He's like, "No, my dad's not here. No, my mom's not here. Bye." And he fucking didn't go anywhere. I was like, "Okay." <laughs> like, who the fuck was this stranger calling? 
right. So uh, now, yeah. So now we have the kids. They're going through like this, like wood areas. They're trying to get to this abandoned town. George can't pass his science test. Okay, and then they start saying science talk. X to the one, X W to the gen game, uh, X to the T breaks C square. Uh, they have a three point four chance of Samoa Joe being fat, and I was like, "You're doing some fucking Steiner math on this shit, okay?" I was, I was exact. I was gonna bring that up to you. I was, I was gonna bring that up to you. Like he's talking about like bracket gamma, and I'm like, I don't know. Is this math is I don't know. I mean, is this, really, uh, is, this, is this math talk? They were getting so excited about it too. Like, I yeah, was I like, don't know. I don't know if this is real. <laughs> yeah. And then the wife is all bragging, like, well, I fucking passed that test when I was fucking three months pregnant. What's your excuse, motherfucker? <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, damn, okay. And then uh, this is when we have Sally's party and all the kids are dancing now. So they're all having a good time without her. And then we're back to the TV movie. The kids are now walking through some puddles and they're saying something about a heating system. And then the puddles are ruining their shoes. All right, mm-hmm. and then they're saying like they, you know, there's uh, there's something weird about this place. Well, no shit, it was a fucking demon place. Oh yeah, no, no, no. This is when they find like they find like a nail, like a little claw, and the one yeah, girl the was ground. like, one girl's like, I never seen anything like this before. You never seen a fucking nail, like <laughs> just a fucking claw, like. <laughs> I could go get one of those yeah, at fucking a, uh, Walmart. You just probably try, try, tie a string around it. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's a it's a demon claw, right? Yeah. So then guys, one guy's like, she's like, "How much do you think we can get for it?" It's like it's priceless, and it's like, uh, "Hey, I heard uh, this is how they spread the fever by by just scratching from their nails." Okay. So so let's pick up the 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 nail and carry it around with us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, put it on a necklace. So this is when we have a guy in glasses. And he gets a phone call from Jacob. And he's like, I don't know where Sally's at, but you can come over. And the next thing you know, Sally comes up and is like, hey, Sally, this Jacob guy's coming over. She starts freaking out. You invited Jacob? What the fuck? Uh, she's like, tells everybody, get out, get the fuck out and everything. Even nobody, nobody leaves. <laughs> she just goes back into her house. And then, and then like the friend in the blue dress was all like, hey, you go downstairs, glass guy, glasses guy. And when you see Jacob, you fucking stop his ass from coming up here because you're not supposed to invite him. And he's all like, well, what the heck between them? He's like, just shuts the door on his ass. And he's like, fuck it, I'll go downstairs. And does he wait? Um, now we're back in the movie. Uh, this is like, um, <laughs> the one guy is like, this place is deader than the cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> The fucking lines in these movies are great. All right. Then they have a gla- uh, a gas pipe breaks on them. And then the girl hears some weird noises. Uh, oh, and then we're back in real time now. And we have... Uh, this girl has a very good character in this movie. Her her description was girl with dog. That was, yes. her, that was her name in the movie. <laughs> girl was... with dog. <laughs> <laughs> So she hears her, she hears some weird noises and it's eventually her dog at the door. So her dog comes in. The glasses guy is looking for Jacob. Now, if we had a Demons 2 drinking game, uh, take your first shot, everybody. 
because we're going to yep. be saying this a couple more times. All right. So we're back at the movie now. Kids are now rocking through the city. All right. And this is one girl. One of the girls scratches herself. All right. And they're like, oh, don't worry. Just a little scratch. But we all know what's going to happen. Then they all, they all hear some noises. And then randomly a radio pops on. And one guy's like, oh, it's working. And this is when the girl sees a dead demon. Or she sees a demon in the mirror. And then they look and they find like a demon, like a dead demon um, just laying down. Yes. (laughs) Then one guy was like, what is it, a demon? That is a demon. This is is the same kind of riveting uh, dialogue we had in the first movie. I wish I could have like auditioned for this fucking movie because that would have been so fun. Reading some of these lines. All right. All right. They're like, all right, check this out. All right, Greg, here's your script. Okay, thank you. All right, I want you to read this line. Okay, what is it? A demon? That is a demon. Okay, how do you want me to say it? No, just say it like you normally would. Like, am I supposed <laughs> to be scared? Am I supposed to be frightened? Nah, just say it like you normally would. Just say it. Yeah. So I'm supposed to just say, like, what is it? A demon? That is a demon? Yeah, we'll take that. <laughs> like, right, there's like no emotion to this shit. It just, boom, put some fucking shit on there. <laughs> oh, God, that's great. It said, uh, it's like, he's like, we found one. We're the only people alive to ever see one again, or to see one. And then, like, and then the fucking girl whose name is Pam, she's the one that got the little scratch on her finger. She's like, mm-hmm. oh, let me take some pictures of this shit. And then the fucking blood from her hand just comes out and spills on the demon. I'm like, fucking, can you just put, like, can you put, like, a towel over the, a shirt over this or something? You just have it bleeding everywhere. Yeah, it's it's like a comedy of errors. Like, yeah. like even, even like in the first movie, like if they just left shit alone, none of this would have happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, supposedly, but yes. Supposedly, yes. So now we have the blue dress girl who kicked out the glasses guy. She is now taking pictures. All right. And so this is like, they did this in the first movie too. So on the movie, Pam's flash isn't working. And then the blue dress girl in real life, her flash isn't working too. So we're seeing the correlations now. We have the, the, the TV movie has now transitioned over into the real world. All right. Yes. Well, well, we'll get more of that later. But uh, so now since the blood is on this demon, the demon now comes alive. And then, then we had this riveting line, Alice and everybody out there. Oh my God, it's alive. Yes. <laughs> but in their defense, we're still in the movie. Yes. So this is not happening in the in the in, yes. in the movie that the movie people are watching. Yes. This is not like in the in the uh We have a double feature. In we're in. Yes. Uh, did, I guess uh, you know, when you watch Demons, man, you're getting like a double feature on this shit. Okay, you're getting double yeah, You get like two movies. Yeah, two movies in one, brother. All right. So now the demon grabs uh the demons start chasing them all and he grabs one girl and just fucking destroys her. And then he starts like chasing all the rest. And then this is like, you know, a lot of people are watching this scene because this is the action scene of the horror movie. So we have the kid watching it and we got um, Sally. She's watching the movie as well, too. She's so like, and then we hear, we hear some like background. That same guy is like, how can the demons be stopped? This, they're going to do an ocean of blood. And then like, while this is happening, like we see a big shot of the demon and then Sally's like watching her on on the TV, and like the TV, the T, the, the demon's like looking right at the t- the TV. All right, mm-hmm. this is like one of those box TVs, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, like a 1980s too. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we had the commentary guy saying that we have an ocean of blood and shit, and the demon's just like walking towards the camera, like breaking the fourth wall. And the fucking, the fucking demon, you know what it does, everybody? It breaks the fourth wall. Fucking breaks the fourth wall and fucking video drums our ass by fucking coming out of the TV. I was yeah, like, that looked really cool. I thought I was like, fuck, that's awesome. And you know, that's kind um, of a cool mm-hmm. effect. Like I remember, there, you know, there's a couple of movies that have done this effect before. Obviously, Video Drums, one of them. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. And you know, The Ring did this too. You know, with that little creepy girl coming out yes. of the TV. Yeah. I think we need more like TV uh, popping out monsters. Stuff. I think that, that it just looks really cool. Like it looks kind of creepy, you know. Yeah, it just doesn't look as good if on a flat screen TV. I don't think. I think it's the tube TV that makes it scary. That's true, but I think I, you, um, you can make it work yeah. with the with the flat screen. You know what I mean? I mean, you just have a high definition. You you'll have a 4K high definition demon. Yeah. Well, it would actually. Now that I think about it, it would be pretty effective today because now everybody has those like large 4K or live 4K like flat screens. Yeah. Because I can tell you, like, watching when I saw the, the American version of The Ring in theaters, I didn't think it was very scary. But when I watched it at home, it scares the shit out of you when you're watching it on TV. Yeah. That, yeah. Kind of like this movie is probably scarier when it's coming out of the TV, the way, it's, the way they shoot it. Because it's coming out of the TV, but it's also coming out of your TV. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure there are two kids in this, by the way. Um, so... Asia Argento is the girl that's watching this, and she's the girl that gets uh, spoilers, gets trapped in the car later on. Oh yeah, okay, gotcha. That's okay, cool. that's Asia. Like I was confused by what you were saying, so that I'm sure there's like if somebody's listening to this before, they're like on their little keyboard, like typing away about how we didn't really watch the movie, kind of like happened. Well, with we didn't the see I, we didn't, massacre. I don't think we saw her until like the fucking when she got locked in the car. Unless she was part of, I think yeah. she was part of that family that we only saw for like a second. Right. She's part of the family. She's watching this on TV and then she gets locked in the car. And that's her whole, her whole scene. Because I was a little confused because yeah. after uh, other things happen, I was like, is that her or no? Or I can't really tell. Well, maybe anyway. it was probably just me thinking that she would have a bigger role in the, in the movie. But anyway, right. we'll move it on. At least we corrected ourselves on the show. There you go. Yep. Anyway, speaking of correcting ourselves, Sally is trying to escape now. But she can't. It's locked. Even though everybody's, mm-hmm. even though everybody's still partying, and eventually, like she, she looks around. She doesn't see the demon, and the demon attacks her ass. So, and then she eventually is starting to turn now. And <laughs> I like it though, like because like before the demon attacks her, she goes to the TV and starts banging on. Damn it, the TV's out. <laughs> and then it attacks her. Yeah, this movie got going a lot quicker than the last one. I feel like. Oh yeah, yeah, very, very. Right. Well, yeah. Kind of, yeah, I would say in a way. Um, I, the pace of this one was a lot quicker. I definitely would say that. Mm. So we're, you know, we're in Sally's party still, and everybody's getting the cake now, and they're about to do the happy birthday. And they're like, "Hey, where's Sally? She's not here." And then they do like a knock on her door, and everybody's trying to hide to like surprise her or something, even though she's already knows everybody's there. Um, <laughs> and then they sing happy birthday. Uh, Sally comes out very slow walking. She goes near the take near the cake. Uh, and then Sally's like slowly turning into a demon. She blows out the candles. And after she blows out the candles, she looks around. She's turning into a demon. She grabs some dude's arm and starts biting it with her teeth and sli- slicing it. And then, of course, she's now turning into a demon. And how do we get, how do we know people are turning into a demon? Because they get the teeth, the teeth and they get the off. green slime. Yep. And then, yep. of course, the so rest it, turn yeah. to escape. 
Yeah, I didn't feel like the. I mean, the effects in this movie are probably technically better, but they weren't. This movie wasn't nearly as graphic as the first one. No. Yeah, there's like fucking liquid everywhere in the fucking first movie. Yeah, Demon like liquid, thought, green like, liquid, all kinds of liquid, white liquid. Yeah, like when, when the, uh, yeah, in that first movie, when that, when that, the first girl's like teeth fell out and the fangs grew in, I thought I was gonna fucking throw up. Yeah. So she scratches a couple of people, so they're all turning. So we're outside now. All right. Sally, Sally's dad is now wondering why he had to come out to this restaurant, or it looked like he was at some sort of like German festival. And it's because mm-hmm. Sally was celebrating her birthday. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, take a shot. The glasses guy is still looking for Jacob. <laughs> all right. He is still out there. Sally is now all demon. All right. We have George and Hannah. They sit around and they listen uh, to all the fun that's happening. I'm sure they are. <laughs> and then Hannah says, like, she is going to go check on Hannah because she wants some cake. All right. And then the door, the wife goes to the door and she keeps asking for Sally, but no one's answering. And we just see basically Sally in, in the room, but like everybody's pretty much like down and about to be turning into some demons. And then this is when we have the acid demon blood seeking through oh, yeah. the fucking apartment uh, uh, um, apartment buildings. Right. Um. Okay. So that was really cool, though. Yes. So George and Hannah were making some remarks, saying if Hannah ate cake or didn't. That their son would have a birthmark on his ass. Don't ask me. <laughs> right, ex- yes, that's exactly what happened. You'll like this line. I don't have anything to comment on that either. <laughs> and then, um, uh, she basically, the wife wants the cake. All right. The guy is done banging the girl. That's what my wrote. <laughs> my notes wrote. <laughs> basically, the guy is done banging Mary. Yeah, and then he eventually yeah, sees yeah. some acid leaking, which is the blood acid through his room. Yes, the black blood. Yeah, and then we see some of the bodies are all turning into demons. And then uh, there's this guy at the gym. He's like in like, we see a girl tanning, all right? And then we see a guy in like, it looks like one of those like steamers or something. And he's getting yeah. blood on his face. He's getting acid blood on his face. And this is when George meets... um. Uh, Mary in the elevator. They're all like, mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, I see you finished already. Yes. Yes, we did. Another <laughs> riveting line from this movie. Never. Yes. Now, blood is now leaking. And then the, the, we see some more. There's a lot of blood leaking in this movie for only a little bit of blood, though, not a whole lot. So the demon, now that got the, the blood on his face that was doing the whole uh, steaming. He is now killing the girl in the tanning booth. So that, mm-hmm. that sucked. And this is when the lights go out. All right, everybody, take your third shot. Glasses guy is still waiting for Jacob. <laughs> fucking this guy. Just sitting it's, around the whole fucking time. It, it's, like a, it's like a great plot point, right? Hey, like, wait. This, so we're almost halfway through the movie <laughs> and he's still waiting. Hey, wait till we get to the climax of that. Wait till that. Yes. So this is like... Uh, all the kids are trying to turn on some lights. Um, 
the the Hannah, she lights a candle. And this is when we get some shot of the city. And this is when we get our Demons 2 punk gang. Now, I didn't like this punk gang punk gang as much as I liked the punk gang on the first movie. They These guys kind of sucked. Yeah, they did. So it was just a girl saying, Jacob, you're driving too fast. And Jacob's like, I never get into an accident. Okay. So I was like, okay, obviously yep. this guy's going to get into an accident, but his storyline was kind of lame. And then they're all talking about they're going to go to the party. Okay, so now that the lights are off, George and Mary are stuck in the elevator and Mary starts freaking out. Fuck this elevator. I'm going crazy. Oh my God. Blah, 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 blah. She's freaking out. And then um, they're also, uh, they're, now people inside are starting to see like the blood it's like burning the the going through the the different apartments and this is when we get the lady with the dog and now the dog basically gets blood on himself and he turns into a demon dog and that demon dog attacks the dog lady so yes, she's gone fantastic yes so i thought that was I love, cool i love the demon dog yes the demon dog was pretty cool especially when he's like forming his teeth and everything yeah the workout crew they're stopping now and Hank's like, okay, everybody get out. But he's, but then we had two dedicated muscle men not wanting to stop. They're still wanting to pump that iron, brother. I was like, yeah, buddy, get it. Get get your shit in. Uh-huh. All wearing the smallest 1980s yes. workout shorts humanly possible. That's, that's what you got to do, man. Okay. So <laughs> the lady with the demon donk. All right. After she had, you know, the do- the dog's about to attack her, but b- before before the dog um, attacks her, her plan is since we had this light fixture, she wants to ter- make sure everything's off, so when the lights turn back on, nothing blows up. Okay. And then this is when we get the dog attacking and takes her down. Room nine thirty six breaks open and a bunch of demons escape. So room 936 was with our, with our with our girl Sally. That was her room. The elevator is still stuck and George is trying to shut shut the shut up Mary pretty much. He's like telling her shut up, shut up. We'll get out of here. And she keeps freaking out. Uh this is when we also to get George asking for some help and he sees some people running cuz basically they opened up half the elevator and they see people running around. But, it just, but then they see, after the people ran away, they see the demons running in the hallway with the white eyes. So we copied that scene from the first movie. Mm, and that's how they know something's fucked up. Yes. And then he's all like, crap, Hannah's alone up there. All right? <laughs> and then we see Hannah alone. Um, and then she's trying to, like, um, you know, she turns on the candle and everything. And she's trying to see, you know, you know, where is, uh, jo- where's George? Which I swear she said Frank, but maybe I'm just like imaginary shit. Maybe she's, maybe her baby's name is Frank. Who knows? And then of course, at this time, Hannah is, is having contractions. And she's all like, this is not a good time for the kid to come out. So 
So this is when we get a scene at the gym where the demons run in and start attacking dudes in the gym. And they're attacking some dudes on the barbell and then eventually Hank comes over there and he grabs like a fucking barbell and throws it on the fucking demon and then some of them escape. But they got a couple people working out. Yeah, I thought that was pretty amazing that he could swing a barbell or a dumbbell that much. Yeah, he just grabbed that shit and just threw it on his motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, even if it was like only 20 pounds, that would still be kind of hard to swing and hit somebody with, I think. Well, our boy Frank, he don't play around. All right. That's true. He's, He's in that gym 24 7. All right. He is. He never leaves. And then they fucking try to escape. And they fucking go to the door. And this is when we got the cops saying, like, like, hey, the lights are off and all the doors are shut. Nobody can come in or out. And apparently, this is like an apartment building. And I put like steel great doors on here that you can't shoot or explode or do anything to because just in case there's a fire and everybody's dying, I want to make sure everybody dies. Like, how how did this make sense? Like, the fucking doors in this movie or this apartment building were like fucking, like, they shot the fucking thing. They fucking rammed cars in the fucking thing. They threw plants at it. They used axes. That shit was not opening at all. I'm yeah, like, I what? This the f- was absolutely amazing. Oh, the apartment I, I used think- to live in, too. You fucking breathe on the door, it'd fall off. Okay? <laughs> like, come on now. What the fuck? Yeah, like, they, they, they installed these doors that you, that you can't get out of in any way possible. Like, you just can't. They, like, they're just impregnable. Yes. So, the first set of doors, they just use um, pipes and plants to get it open. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, buddy. I hope you got some good Jameson on you. Oh, you got some good whiskey. You got some good vodka? What? You got some good uh, tequila? What? You got some good uh, Jack Daniels? What? You got some good uh, uh, vodka? Because our boy, Glasses, he is still waiting for Jacob. Yep, still waiting. Still waiting. This is a this is a plot point halfway through the movie. Yes. So now they have, they decided, the, the crew, the workout crew, they want to go to the garage. All right, so now they're all going to the garage now. And they fought off some demons before going to the garage as well. <laughs> so this is when they go into the garage and he gives one like muscle dude guy like an axe or he gives him something. And the guy doesn't know how to use it. He wants instructions. And Hank's like, you're all muscles and no brains. <laughs> so Hank's now giving everybody some weapons and they're basically going to like try to, um, they want to try to open this door but have some weapons to defend themselves. This is when we got a lady jumping in the car and she tries to open up the, the gate. She just rams the car into the gate, but this gate, this gate fucking doesn't open for anything at all, like we were saying. The young boy, that's not Dario Argento's daughter, is now, <laughs> he is waiting in the room with a toy gun. Yeah, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he starts walking through. There's a. He eventually escapes. He starts walking through the hotel and looks everything. Look, is looking around, and then he hears a demon coming come through the hall, and then he's trying to like knock on some doors and get some help. And then he eventually goes inside an air vent. The demon, the demon, which is Sally, looks for him in the air vent. But this kid's too smart because he goes to the side. And while this is happening, the phone's ringing the whole time. And the phone is basically the kid's mom trying to figure out, you know, check on the kid to make sure he's okay. Yes. Which is kind of weird, like, okay. you fucking just let this kid all by himself, like, without no babysitter? 
Yeah, I mean, you know, like I was telling the story, I think it was last week I was telling the story about how, you know, for a long, for hours I'd be left by myself alone. Yeah, but were you in like an apartment age. building? No, I wasn't in an apartment building. I was in a house out in the country, but, you know. I mean, what if I, some demon think, bears I don't think came this and got that you? in common, though. Well, they, they could have, you know, uh, or I could have cut myself with a knife or all kinds of things could have happened. Could you, um, would you have hide in the air vent? If a demon were chasing me, I don't know, maybe, you know, you got to do what you got to do to survive de- a demon attack. And true. this kid was pretty smart. I mean, he, he was from the Sally demon and, uh, you know, he survived. Uh, well, at this point anyway. Yes. So now we have one guy. He has found uh, George and Mary and he's trying to help them get out of the elevator, but he gets attacked by a demon brother. So this is now they have lit they have lit a car on fire in the garage <laughs> to try to get yeah the door open by burning and exploding <laughs> a car <laughs> and the girls crying basically because they're like oh we're fucked so Jacob yes. and the punk crew they are still on their way and the girls still telling him to slow down so I'm wondering like okay is this guy coming from like a different state. What is taking so long if you're driving so fast? Uh-huh. And what does he have to do with the plot of this movie? Yes. Well, he was like the, I guess, the boyfriend or the ex-boyfriend of Sally. That's what he has to do. That's about it. I, I, I guess so. And he's, you know, his tagline is like, I never had an accident, which you already know he's going to have a fucking accident. <laughs> okay. So now we have yeah. the demons. They are attacking the gym folk in the garage. The garage is still on fire. Hank attacks him with a shotgun and and then they eventually start putting out some of the fire. Now the the mom of the kid uh what is his name Ingrid? Yeah, so we have Ingrid No, no, wait. No, Ingrid, that's Ingrid the Ingrid uh, is the is the is the is the daughter. Yeah, Ingrid and Ingrid's father they're they're also part of the the crew that's going to be down in the garage. Yes. But this is the mom and the dad of the kid with the uh, the, the toy gun who's hiding in the air vent. She's worried. And, of course, the dad's like, oh, he's fine. He's probably just asleep. But, of course, she, the mom feels like there's something wrong. So now this is when we get the rest of the group, like the rest of the apartment people who are alive. They meet up with the garage people. And this is when we have Ingrid and her father. She's part of that group that meet up with the garage people. Yes, and they use some cars to block off some entrances, um, and then Hank, you know, takes over everybody and says, "We need weapons, and we have to defend ourselves when the demons come because they are coming." The demon grabs the hooker's hair. That's my notes. And then eventually, they they uh, George stops it down down at the garage. The new plan to so fire didn't work. Okay. Right. Running a car into the to the gate didn't work. Right. Now we're going to axe the shit out of it. So we right. have like four people axing this fucking gate and like nothing is happening at all. Have, have we got to the... I can't remember what order this happened. Have we got to the part where they tried to use the remote control? Yes. And that didn't work either. That's that didn't the, work. <laughs> yeah, that's around this scene. It's like, oh, it's not working. <laughs> of course it's not. <laughs> So this is also too when we see two kids from the surviving Sally party, and one of them was named Olga. 
There's okay. some kid and Olga. So this is when we have Jacob. He pops a field. And this is when we have Jacob. Right when he pops a field, he's about to finally, he's finally about to meet with Glasses Boy. He's finally going <laughs> to save our boy from waiting outside for hours and hours and hours for him. And what happens? Jacob, while copping a field, has an accident with the mom and dad. And they're both taken out of the storyline. Yes. So if this character wasn't in the movie at all, yes. would anything be different? No. Like literally <laughs> absolutely nothing because what were Jacob or the mom and dad supposed to do when everything is locked down? Like it doesn't matter if they exactly. fucking got into an accident or not. Right. I mean, the only thing I could think of is like when they got there, they couldn't get in. And then they call the cops, but even the fucking cops probably couldn't get in for this, this fucking door. I don't think you can even open this door with a missile. Like, I don't know how the right. fuck you even open this door. <laughs> right. Well, it's supposed to open with a remote control, right? Yeah. Maybe we can go. But that grab didn't work. One. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't freaking work. <laughs> and then, of course, the glasses guy goes, help, helps them all out. And then, and then, like, not even like a half a minute, the ambulance is there. Oh, good. The ambulance is here. They showed up really quick. So the kid from earlier knocks on Hannah's door and he is frightened and he tricks Hannah because when Hannah opens the door, we have a swerve. The kid is now a monster and he's trying to get in there. Yeah. yeah. He's smarter than Hannah is. So now the new plan is Hank is making bombs. Well, you got to remember though. Hold on. Like the, the kid used his real voice. So yeah, we yeah. actually had like an evil dead scene in this movie because, you know, this is the first time where the the demon used his human form and then turned into the demon. You know, that didn't really the happen trick, in Demons 1. Yeah. Right. The trick of human. Yes. Because in Demons 1, when you got turned, you're turned. You, just, you didn't trick anybody. You're just turned. This kid had some sort of like paradox where he can use both forms at the same time. Yeah, he, yeah, he could have been the uh, the demon leader. Yes, if only. Well, uh, maybe whatever came out of his back was the demon leader, because we'll get to him. Yeah, don't spoil it for the people. We're not there yet. All right, let's, let's see. So yeah, now the 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 crew now in the garage is trying to make bombs. So now the kid demon is in the room. We have some cool '80s music playing. Yep. And then eventually when Hannah uh takes over the demon kid and knocks him out, the demon kid grows a demon from his stomach. And yes, it's a crazy gremlin demon. Which looks like an action figure. Yes. And I have named him Grim. Grim. Okay. Well, when he's when he's first coming out, he 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 looks like a hand puppet because he is a hand puppet. Yes, but but it just looks like a hand puppet coming out of this kid's back or stomach or whatever. But then when he's in his full form, he just looks like a rubber action figure. Yes, with the same amount of movement. Like there's no there's no joint articulation or anything. I mean, they literally just. I, I feel like they literally just shake him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we do get a scene. We're all going to die, says the crew down in their garage. And Hank's like, calms, calms the girl down. So there's a uh, a couple. I think this was Ingrid's 
um, mother turns into a demon. And now we have Hannah getting attacked by Grimm and there's strobe lights everywhere during this. So when, when Grimm comes out, he has magic powers of having all the lights flicker around him. And we do that so he doesn't look like a puppet. <laughs> yeah, or, or less like a puppet than he, than he would. <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, you know, Hannah, she's all around there and stuff. I like when she puts the towel on him, like she throws the towel on Grimm. Yeah. <laughs> and then Grimm, like, just finds her in the closet and everything. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good stuff. There's like, she's like flying on. Oh, my, my favorite part, though, is like when Hannah's on the bed and Grimm's looking at her. And, and she's like, oh, shit, he's looking at me. And they're like staring at each other. And then Grimm jumps and he lands on the bed and then she's like, I got you, I trapped you. <laughs> by, by jumped, you mean they threw this rubber figure on yes. the bed? Where's yes. Just... Like he jumped, it was like he's all steel when he jumps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was. For some, for a movie that had a definitely higher budget than the first movie, they did not spend any budget on this scene at no. all. I don't, I don't even know how this was acceptable. Like it, I mean, it literally, it literally, it, it looks terrible. But I mean, speaking of Walmart, like we could have gone <laughs> to buy this at Walmart. Is what this looks like. It's so it, great. It's, George now so gets out of the elevator with Mary, and she is still crazy, and they're climbing up the elevator rope. Yeah. And the demon, that was the guy who was trying to help him out from earlier, he is now climbing up there with him. And then, of course, George kicks the demon down because George has now turned into our other George from the first movie where he is badass, kind of. Uh, he's turned into Ash. Yes, he's turned into Ash. Yeah, but um, I thought... The, yeah, George uh, George surprised me. He, 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 he turned out to be very athletic. He could do just about anything. Yes. So... Grim is now breaking through through the uh, portable bed. What do they call those beds that like it's your bed, but you can like push a button and it like will, will like go onto this on onto the wall. Yeah, I think if, don't they call that a Murphy bed? Yeah, it's like a Murphy yeah, bed, and, and there's it, some sort of like picture on it. Yeah, and Grim is like breaking through. Hannah cuts Grim's fingers, and she uses science acid on him. <laughs> because they're scientists, Allison. They use science. They just have random acid around. Yes, they for are their science experiments. Gamma bracket. Yes. Science acid. And guess what? That fucking science doesn't work on our boy Grim. Yeah, because he's yeah, still you, good you to go. Yeah, you can't use science against demons. George kills the demon with the steel grate. So, like, you know, when they got up to the top of the other bit, the demon was still coming for them. But he got him with the steel grates. He, 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 he got him. Grim has broken through and attacks Hannah. George now finds them happening and he kills Grim with an umbrella. With an umbrella. So, guess this what? Was one of my favorite parts of the movie. So, guess what? Your fucking science didn't do jack nothing. It's the good old fashioned American umbrella, brother, that got the yep. job done. Yep. That was your he favorite scene? Just, he, it, well, not in the whole movie. It was one of my favorite scenes where he kills the he kills Grimm with the umbrella. Yeah. He should have uh in a very ash like fashion. Like he should have just uh he should have had a part where he replaces his hand with an umbrella instead of a chainsaw. Yeah. That's his that's his George gimmick. We had yeah. we have Ash with a shotgun and a chainsaw. 
We yeah. have George number one with a bike and a sword, and we have George number mm. two with a umbrella. Yeah. yeah, and Mary the prostitute. Yes, and yes, exactly. What a combination, brother. Yeah, you know how you know this is going to have to come to a head at some point because you know George George is hanging around with Mary the prostitute while, and also he's with Hannah who's having his kid. Yeah, well, he's a playboy. All right, we didn't. Oh yeah. Huh. yeah. So now the demons are now coming to the garage, and they all hide, and then this is when we have Dario Argento's daughter hiding in a car while her dad fights for the life. And we have a big fight. Hank's kicking ass. We have some other people kicking ass. Uh, but eventually Hank gets taken over because he gets grabbed right in the dick. <laughs> I was like, shit. Yep. <laughs> and then, like, they actually had some good, like, explosions during this scene. A lot of chaos going on. Um, our boys took a little couple falls. Uh, during this, um, and then eventually, um, you know, we have some demons. Uh, g- grab some of the, some of the gym girls and just drop some of the people in there. There's fires, the people flipping around, everything's crazy. People are turning into demons, and the demons are basically winning. So now George mm-hmm. said they need to they need to get to the rooftop now. So he is like the other George in the first movie where they have to get to the rooftop because if they get to the rooftop, they can maybe single for some help. Yes, I, I suppose. I suppose that's his plan. Yes. But Sally needs to go... I mean, sorry. Hannah needs to go into Sally's room and to see if, you know, anybody's still left in there. And then... um. So now George can hear that there's some demons coming after them and he has a little trick where he turns on the gas gets some lighters and while the demons are coming up he throws it and he's basically MacGyver kind of like our other George so they may, maybe they're cousins maybe maybe they are and he kind of incinerates the demons yes or part of some of them and then now they're running into Olga and the other guy because they're the two that was left in Sally's room Mm-hmm. Yep. And then apparently Hannah, like, I don't know if she like ate the cake that was in there, but now Hannah is having some pains in her stomach. I thought it was just Grim because I thought Grim was the one that bit her, but we'll see. Yes. So we're in the staircase. We have some more demons attacking George. And so this is eventually where we have George and we have Hannah. They're on the roof now, and they're doing the um, the, the 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 where you put the rope and then you climb on it, kind of like when you do it for like rock climbing. Yeah, they're rappelling down the building. Yes, rappelling down and dimming. I said that all wrong. Rappelling down the building. <laughs> yeah. The funniest part though was when they were setting it up. The blue dress girl just comes and chase them down. She's a demon. And they just like flick her off. <laughs> and then they go down they eventually get to the bottom but Sally she is too smart where she slides all the way down with them and, just, and then we start uh, chasing them run chasing kind of like chasing them a little bit yeah she just slides down the rope yes and during all this yeah. melee Ola and the boyfriend they basically have already been taken care of they've been turned 
So they when they when, so now Hannah's her pain is very terrible. Like she's she's having a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And they eventually find a place to go into. It it looks like a movie theater, but it's actually a TV station. Yeah, it's a TV station, yeah. And they're like they're so, like they're like, it looks deserted. Alright, and then let's check out this line. Like, I think it was Georgia was somebody who said, like, oh, it looks deserted. He's all like, maybe because everybody ran away. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no fucking shit. What the hell do you think deserted means? <laughs> and they're like, is it a TV station? There's a bunch of TVs and cameras everywhere. Well, no shit. It's a TV station. Why the fuck would they even be here right now? Like, what, right. what are they just here out 24-7? Come on, guys. Yeah, like, I thought this was real. I mean, I understand that they don't under- they don't know this because they're characters in the movie, but so it's the TVs that made them the demons, that, that allowed the demons to come into the world that they're in. So they decide to hold up in a TV station that has TVs everywhere. Yes. And I like how they do the gimmick on this one where they have to explain everything like we're an idiot. All right. This is a video. This must be the video place that was next door. It's some kind of TV production center. Yeah. Like we can't figure that out. Thanks. All right. You know know what kind of remind me of? It on like you know where they say it on like a raw nowadays it's like that's a box like structure <laughs> you know I, I, was, I, was, I was like i was like george's gonna say this is like a tv station like structure no no it's, it's a fucking like TV. It's, a, it's almost like it's a tv station yeah but yeah, not quite. Not quite. Almost like that it's just a structure of a tv station it's not a really tv <laughs> station it's a structure of one uh-huh <laughs> Oh, so now this is like Anna. She's getting more um, pain in her stomach. Um, she's like, <laughs> so this part is, I, I don't know what the hell is going on towards this end. Uh, they, they must have been like, let's just get this shit over with. Because basically, because <laughs> basically the sun is raising and, and Hannah's like, listen, I'm going to have this baby. And then next thing we know, we cut the baby's just fucking fine. This fucking George fucking just delivered his own son. No problem. No cutting. Well, no fucking blood anywhere. Just good to go. If you have to, you have to, if you have to do it, you have to do it. I mean, That's you can true. deliver a baby if you have to. Yeah. But the thing that I thought was weird about this scene was, so I thought for sure that the swerve was going to be that the baby was a demon. Yeah, me too. But that didn't happen. Yeah. So they had the baby. Uh, George, I guess, is going to go clean, her, clean the, the baby boy up. And then the demon Sally appears. And then apparently, somehow, magically, Sally's eyes have been taken out. So if there was an eye, an eye popping, I missed it. Did you see any eye popping? Of her? Like, why was she blind? Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see that. I didn't, if that happened, I don't. I don't know how. I'm, I must. I may have missed it. I may have missed yeah, it. May maybe have missed they, the eye, maybe eye they threw acid on her because they had that science magic. But somehow her, she got blind. All right? So she can't see. She's blind. That Sally Demon is. And the thing was, I guess that's like the biggest thing to demons. If you don't have eyesight, you can't do anything because you just melt and fall away. Right. Science magic. Yes. But what happened was Sally is now turned into all the screens on the TV. Mm. And she is now on the monitor. 
and she's trying to break. So her, so she went from having a real life body, and she did her demon essence into the TVs, and now she is trying to escape from the TVs. But our boy George is like, nah, -uh. I have an axe over here. I'm going to smash all these TVs because this place is a TV-like structure. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to smash this with an axe-like structure on this television-like structure and make sure you are going to be destroyed for good. That's what he does. And that's what he does. And then he, the day is saved. The day is saved. Now they go outside. We have George. We have Hannah. We have their baby. They kiss. The sun's coming up. Yes, the sun, they kiss. And that's it. And if you if you look at the way George is dressed, he looks exactly like Ash. Yes. Yes. He's wearing a, the blue shirt, and he, I mean, he's dressed exactly yes. like Ash was dressed. There's no way that this movie was not influenced, or either both movies were influ not influenced by Evil Dead. Surely they were. Yeah, they had to be, like, for sure. Like, you know, like, at least, like, you know, the, the, format, the format of it, definitely, I would yeah. say. So that's everybody. That's Demons 2. Um, I'd say it's a pretty good movie. I actually enjoyed Demons 1 better. That's just my opinion. Yeah. But I thought yeah, Demons I like, 2 had some okay parts to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that Demons 1 is a better movie. Demons 2 is quicker, like quicker paced, and it looks a little bit better. Like it has, you know, the, 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 cut, the, the cut that I watched and the effects, I guess, are a little bit better. Like you could tell they put more money in it. Um, there's more stunts in it where they're like rappelling down the sides of buildings and things. Yes. There was a lot more explosions too. A lot more explosions. Um, like I haven't seen as much explosions since Die Hard. Do you think? Yeah, you know, this movie and this movie and Die Hard have a lot in common. Yeah, they're similar. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a cross between Evil Dead and Die Hard. Yeah, exactly. You know, we have fucking George and uh, Bruce Willis. You know, they're basically the same person. Right, and then there's a scene in, in Die Hard where he's like rappelling down the side of the building after one of the floors blows up. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But yeah. Demons 2, everybody. What Demons a fun, two. what a fun, fun recap. So and that ends our month of demon possession here for mm -hmm. the month of April. But come, what are we doing next month? Well, come join us next month because we are doing a whole new month, the month of May. And the month of May, month of May is very special to me. Um, so I thought that me and Allison agreed on that we are going to do a whole month on classic movie monsters, but how they were portrayed in the eighties. Yes. So like universal monsters, like, you know, Dracula, the Wolfman, mummy, Frankenstein, but how they were portrayed later on, like in the eighties. Yes. And how they, uh, this is a different, you know, portray over them a different light all different stuff so join us next week because we are doing an all-time classic mm -hmm. one of my favorite movies we are we are we are jumping onto some motorcycles we are getting some 80s mullets and we are taking a ride we're taking a ride with the lost boys oh yeah this is gonna be a classic yeah buddy can't wait can't wait to talk about Lost Boys, one of my all-time favorite vampire movies here on the Retro Blood. Wait, wait, what was that? What is that? Lights out. Lights out, James. 
That's all I've been hearing from you lately. I can't believe you're dragging me back into this unsanctioned shit again. We already been through the Leprechaun, and now you want to go through Army of Darkness with me? You're dragging me back to 1990? The thing about these unsanctioned shows is they can happen at any time. They can happen on a Monday. They can happen on a Thursday. They can happen in the morning. Or they could happen at night. But let's get evil with it, James. Let's go Evil Dead, Army of Darkness. Get ready for the Viking Santa. Because he's coming back, brother. But there you have it, everybody. Join us pretty soon as we do Lights Out with that rat bastard, Allison, and me. Go to a Lights Out match. He's he's cutting me down. He's, he's challenging me. We have to do it. Join us for the Lights Out. But yeah, everybody, that was Demons 2. Uh, awesome possession month. We we can see all kinds of demons and slime and goobs and eye, eye poking, some ash killing shit. Great month. Great month. Mm-hmm. What should yeah. we What should we end this month with? What kind of song should we end out everybody with today, Allison? Uh, let's um, hmm. You want more Metallica? Hey, Metallica's good. What song from Metallica? Yeah, Metallica's always good. Um, we're talking about um, Metallica as Master of Puppets. Let's do. Um, um, How about we do that Damage Inc. song? Okay, yeah, that's fine. For their we'll do tour. Damage Inc. Yep, Damage Inc. Perfect. Yeah, buddy. This is Damage Inc. by Metallica. This is J- James Klein. This is J.A. Allison. If you guys are staying at an apartment complex with its own personal gym, remember, take it easy on the tanning. And if you watch a TV special movie, that's about true events. Make sure it's not about demons. Yeah. Make sure it's not about demons terrorizing your, your show and fucking eating demon cake. All this kind of strange stuff. But everybody, we'll catch you next time here on the Retro Blood. This is Metallica. This is Damage Inc. We'll see you later. See you later, guys. <laughs>